He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, all my slick talkers, I have a special surprise for you guys. Super thankful for all the support and everyone tuning in. Uh, I've been doing about three episodes a week now just because I'm so booked out on the show, uh, which is always a good, good thing. So thank you guys for making this possible. I want to treat you guys with something. Um, so I created a little virtual event. It's a Q&A happy hour with me, and I will be inviting some of the past Slick Talk guests. So go ahead and follow the Instagram and Facebook pages for the podcast. Uh, in the show notes of this episode and future episodes, um, I will be putting the link for you to register for the Q&A. It's free, and the first 10 people that sign up today and whenever you hear this, go sign up now. The first 10 people I'm watching, um, I will buy your drink. Whether it's a coffee, a wine, or a beer, um, I will buy the first 10 people uh, that register today. So go ahead, check out the show notes, click the link that is the Q&A happy hour. And then once you do that, register for the event. It's free. And first 10 people, I will pay for your drink. So go ahead, sign up. I can't wait to meet you guys and for just to be able to talk about hospitality and podcasting and get to know you on a little bit of a deeper level. I figured, you know, 2020 is the year to do this. And so thank you guys and the first 10 people I'm watching. So grab your drinks. Let's go. Not the high commission and not uh, the, the limited communication. For sure, not the instant booking via credit card only. And um, uh, I, I can tell you that the most active um, um, uh, OTA that we're using in Smiling House is Airbnb and Airbnb Luxury. Uh, from the very reason, forget about the, the high commission, but just because about the fact that we the people can request instead of to book. Yeah, yeah. And we need this. And, uh, but it's not a secret that 50% or more from, um, from, from this request ending up to be a direct contact. And a lot of time behind this request, there's not even the client. It's his travel designer, it's his concierge company, it's his driver, it's his, uh, um, uh, his uh, chef company or whatever. And they just don't know how to find us. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. And today we have Mariah Rockman from Smiling House Luxury out in the Swiss Alps. I've actually don't think I've ever recorded with anybody that far away. Um, it's that been really far, that high. I know that <laughs> exactly. It's both all the all the way around. Um, for the, a lot of the audience members, uh, I know I've said this on a lot of episodes in the you know past like month, but 
it's been really cool to see the full circle come from going to London in March, uh, pre-COVID lockdown shutdown type deal and meet a lot of people in the industry at the Shorties Award and then the Short Stay Show. And Mariah is one of them. Um, we crossed paths very briefly. I don't think we actually shook hands or said hello, uh, but definitely saw her win an awesome award. And then, of course, uh, been following her journey ever since. So, Mariah, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. Anything, actually, anything? Uh, actually, I must say, I might tell you something, something that... Um, uh, this um, this winning, or because of this winning, uh, it changed a little bit the path of our lives. We were uh, in London in the 11th of March for 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 this competition. That, like you mentioned, that I was happy to to win there the the, the Pioneer Award. And since then, uh, we decided to uh, stop traveling and use only our base in Switzerland before we 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 shared our life between few countries. And since then, we are here in the Swiss Alps, and actually, it was a very good decision. So, it, it happened for the best. Good. That's awesome to hear. So, no more crazy travels. It's just kind of stay home and bunker down a little bit. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you see the, the 10? I'm, I'm normally 10 <laughs> now, even more so. Uh, we just came back from uh, the Grand Canaria islands and uh, the canary islands and then uh, with a big trip uh, in portugal and still heading uh, in two three weeks time to, towards uh, one month in greece so um, whenever traveling is possible uh, we like traveling and we believe in traveling we believe that uh, traveling should continue and in the segment where we are focused on and we'll talk about it more i guess uh, travel never stopped actually Awesome. Well, let's do, let's do a quick dive about your background uh, for the audience to kind of get a little bit of perspective on who you are and then how you got to uh, the point that you are with Smiling House Luxury and what it really is and what you guys do as a company. Yeah, so um, I, I started my uh, earliest uh, life and career uh, coming from the background of um, of advertising, communication. I was a lecturer for uh, communication in, uh, in the university in Tel Aviv. I'm originally from Israel and um, mastering with everything that has to do with advertising, PR. Um, and uh, Smiling House, uh, born here in the Swiss Alps together with my husband as we moved to live in Switzerland. Uh, he's a local boy. He grew up in the, in the Swiss Alps. And uh, we, we started with uh, hosting um, in our very old chalet, like 350 years old chalet in the mountains, really like a Heidi uh, chalet, and that's the name we gave it as well. And suddenly we happened to meet people from all over the world. This is was already in the beginning of 2012. So we've been some kind of pioneers uh, with Airbnb and with the whole hospitality uh, idea. Um, but because, um, we based here in a kind of luxurious um, ski resort where a lot of people have second and third and fourth house. Uh, before we realize our hobby uh, become a little bit more busy uh, and many friends uh, ask us say, if we can take uh, a look and, uh, and see if we can um, um, somehow offer their chalets as well. And after one or two years of, um, of uh, hobby, we realized that we have hundreds of properties here in Switzerland and it's not a hobby anymore. 
and um, and it was with a meeting of um, of uh, Brian Chesky actually in uh, Los Angeles in in the last convention of Airbnb, where um, the chief of uh, of marketing at that time in Airbnb um, uh, met us and told us um, there's no reason for you to do it only from Switzerland. You can do it wherever there's luxury in the world. And uh, in that moment, it was a weird uh, attitude. And we're talking mm -hmm. only about uh, uh, about four and a half years ago, but still it's looking a long time ago. And yeah. the attitude of a lot of, of people in the hospitality and especially of luxury changed so much since. But we took his words very seriously. And since then, uh, Smiling House is actually an alliance of property managers and property owners around the world today hosting in 26 countries and more than 80 destinations. Uh, when one line is connecting between all the dots around the world and that's um, that they all around luxury and even super luxury uh, properties out there. And, and about a special network of, uh, of guests and partners uh, that joining this, uh, this luxury segment and the way, the beautiful way, the different way that this uh, segment is behaving. Yeah, no, definitely. And I was going to ask, um, just because you and I relate on this level, you know, dealing with luxury properties, um, for you, for, to explain to the kind of the audience, can you, what is luxury? What does that entail? When people so, think luxury, some yeah. people, you know, it, it could be different. Yes, you're right. You're definitely right. And I'm actually very happy um, that you that you asked this question because luxury for me is uh, much more than just a beautiful design or uh, beautiful uh, furniture or, a, you know, something, a, a house that's worth a lot of money. Uh, it's, about, uh, it's about the authenticity. It's about the fact uh, of being in a, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful place and setting. It can be simple place. And the biggest luxury will be that you uh, be close to nature and uh, uh, breathe uh, kind of uh, a clean, clear air. It can be a farmhouse. A luxury for me is everywhere where you can feel comfortable and you can enjoy the things that are important to you in a way that is a few standards above what you can expect anywhere else. And of course, it always have to be nice, cozy, beautiful, but does not necessarily have to be super expensive. Does not mm. necessarily have to have the couch of this um, Italian uh, designer. It can be authentic um, um, uh, furniture from 300 years ago. It can still be luxurious. For me, the biggest luxurious is to come with your dog, is to come with, your, uh, with everyone that you love, and to enjoy your 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 vacation to the to the fullest. Um, so that's for what's luxury uh, for me. And and we 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 accepting also to the uh, to our luxury collection different kind of whatever we'll call uh, luxury. Uh, so people will will decide what is luxury for them, and they will find it within this collection. And so they can like. Um add like extra experiences such as like a private chef or maybe 
um, like limo pickup. I don't know, like, are there like this type of? Oh, so of course, of course, of course, on top of this, you have the, whatever we call the, like the, the ultra luxury, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, uh, from, for, for every, everyone, like you see, it's, it's the, it's the private chef, it's the private ski instructor, uh, private jets, um, pickup, um, uh, even, you know, having a, a certain, um, a, a food made for you or or we had for example a celebrity stayed lately and they asked that all the things that are not bio will be out of the house and all the water that will be served will be in certain you know in certain way and the shampoos and everything so certain guests has uh, different demands and what another thing that that makes um uh, the service a luxurious one is when you can be flexible enough and adaptable uh, enough uh, to give this kind of sometimes crazy uh, request and answer. Uh, but it can be, um, um, you know, um, somebody who, who, who really wants uh, to come with a big uh, crew with him, you know, with, with staff. And you have to have these kind of houses where somebody who used to live with his staff will live comfortably, not with his staff, but parallel to his staff. And uh, a lot of these luxurious homes uh, within our collection are made and built in, in that sense and make it possible to, to host this kind of families easily. Awesome, I love that. And so do you guys have a certain standard or checklist that you have for required, um, I guess, amenities and, and types of, obviously, like you said, it's a little bit of a broader area on what makes things luxury, but for you as a brand, do you guys go off of a certain standardized uh, requirement so, or is it, it kind of a yeah. case by case? Um, Let's divide about, uh, first of all, if we're talking most of our, um, um, you know, properties that we are representing um, are uh, not in city centers. They are in whatever you call the leisure outside mm -hmm. of the city getaway destinations. Yeah. And uh, therefore, from the start, we're not talking about too much of small places. You almost will not find studios and two rooms or whatever. We're talking about large home who can uh, host, you know, big families, three-generation families, or a family with its staff. Uh, we have it within our collection, uh, thanks to some of our partners, we have some ama amazing also mansions, castles, uh, and, uh, and other beautiful uh, properties. And of course, uh, as a Swiss company, we have a lot of chalets. Chalets is the, is, is the cabins, it's the huts, uh, based all over the Alps, uh, Italy, uh, France, Switzerland, uh, Germany, and Austria. And um, um, so, so if, if to make it a definition, most, the first thing is the size. Mm -hmm. uh, so most of, of, of the houses in our collection will, will have between four to 12 bedrooms. And, um, and then um, uh, within the amenities, you know, uh, of course, beautiful views. It doesn't matter if it's a sea view or, you know, or the Alps views uh, and, and many, many amenities uh, that you can count, whatever, you know, whatever you can have in a private home, you probably can find uh, within the collection of Smiling House, like private uh, pool inside, indoor, outdoor, uh, private gym, um, uh, jacuzzi and, 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 and private cinema room and, and I don't know, golf and um, tennis courtyards or whatever and some of them even have like a, a private uh, beach access or whatever uh, but most most of the houses are just beautiful villas and chalets with four or five bedrooms yeah that's awesome 
I love it. Yeah, this is like my, my area, my, like a little geek out spot. I love it. So this is great. Um, so pre-COVID though, how would you describe the state of the luxury market? Now, this is something that I've seen you talk about quite a bit, um, you know, post-COVID, but I want to see a, you know, before and after, what do you think the state of the luxury yeah. market is? Um, you know, so yeah, yeah. It, it's a very good question because I think that actually COVID caught the the luxury um, uh, market segment in actually in in in, in the beginning of uh, of a big growth, and it feels like before COVID already that the luxury uh, segment got more attention and uh, got more interest. Since two thousand and nineteen, we see more um, um, actors, active active players in this uh, in this niche. Um, let's let's remember that uh, the the luxury hospitality been here forever and ever, right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, in the 16th century, 17th century, it's always been there much before these uh, the OTAs and so on. We'll talk about it also. And so um, it took a while till the the kind of of players will enter into the into the niche as as it is today, like the OTAs, the technology, and and and, and booking online and so on. So, but so it took to this segment some some years to adapt, while others been already, you know. Uh, in the city centers and so on, and uh, and 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 right now in 2019, beginning of 2020, where COVID uh, uh, met us, uh, actually the the, the whole uh, industry, as we feel it, was really on the way up, and uh, with much more uh, people um, and much more offer, uh, and I'm happy to say that at least from our experience in many markets. Uh, COVID didn't hurt this segment as much, and it continued through. And I think that uh, the, the the continuation of of being interesting, getting bigger, getting uh, focus, even even not only in spite of COVID, but even because of COVID and its mm -hmm. needs, promised that this uh, segment will continue to be uh, a good alternative for. Um, for purpose of, of travel, yeah. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, you think about the people that can afford these types of properties, correct? Like, the, they already have the financial income that allows them to kind of splurge on a nice villa or a chalet or a castle or whatever. And now, not only is it the income is, you know, not really an issue at this point, because if they can afford this type of luxury trip, um, you know, COVID and other things that kind of have taken place shouldn't really affect as much. Um, and then you think about um, this segment, like it's a very private type based service where COVID-19 I think has pushed a lot of people outside of cities where there's people and kind of, like you said, dirty air and just all over the, the sense of um, too much. I think like there's now the thoughtfulness of COVID-19 and other, you know, nasty things out there is kind of driving everyone to be like, oh, let's go outside of the cities. Let's go outside of these normal, I guess, business or um, other markets that provide a leisure experience that we don't have to come in contact with other people in the sense of that's right. you know, traffic and yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, I must tell you that another thing that was interesting for us 
during the time of, let's say, the, the heat of, uh, of COVID is actually uh, the, the, the fact that um, um, we had adapting, this is uh, Ira, by the way, coming to stop the, the bits that we have parallel to our conversation a little bit. Um, um, so uh, we, we were also sensitive enough to, to realize the, the, the staycation, staycation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we opened this kind of luxury or super luxury uh, properties actually to, to, to local uh, travelers that maybe would never have the chance to, to visit such a place. Yeah. We, uh, we, we use the fact that we, that we are an alliance and we contact homeowners during COVID, say, hey, guys, this is your third home, your fourth home, your fifth home. You're not going to be here soon, and who knows when will you be here at all? You know, mm -hmm. there were times in March and April, there was no forecast for, for flying once again. Let yeah. these people living here get out of the city, drive to, to a dream uh, house, and enjoy it, and pay less, but let them breathe, let them stay longer, let them experience something uh, that they were, they were not aware that existing in their own country. And even if they have the means, when, whenever they had the time and the ability, the first thing they did, it took another plane to another uh, country they haven't vis visited yet. Mm -hmm. So with this kind of attitude, we actually hooked a lot of people, not necessarily super luxury budget um, uh, travelers, but people that wanted... Uh, or appreciate that in that moment uh, to breathe and to be comfortable and to be in the green is more important uh, than in, to be in the city. And, uh, and, and, and a lot of people had unbelievable experience yeah. and felt that they can uh, breathe once again. And uh, this kind of uh, people, I must say, they circles and circles of, of, of ambassadors that uh, uh, now sending us more and more other people with uh, with the budget of normal budget, uh, just because uh, they felt that we've been there for them in the difficult times. Exactly, and I was going to say like the the amount of people that are working from home. I think you know with kids and you know you know families and all sorts of other stuff. It's kind of just nice to break that normality of being you know let's say like a city or where like let's say Seattle like you know how Seattle is so crowded and just to kind of get out of there and still continue to, you know, it's, I think, like you said, it opens up a lot of doors um, when you have these type of properties, because now you're getting a new experience from a new guest, a new market or a new type of um, traveler in the sense of they never maybe have taken the time to explore or to even just settle down and relax. Like you said, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's amazing to see that, you know, we had this experience in different markets and it's amazing to see that it doesn't matter if we're talking uh, about uh, somebody in Mexico, somebody in France, or somebody in Italy, yeah. or somebody in, in Switzerland or in Israel. Everybody came with the same um, uh, message. Hey, I didn't know that like one and a half hour drives away, there's such a heaven. I've always been yeah. so, much, so much in a rush to discover yeah. something while this jewel was just under my nose. People exactly. discover their own country, their own uh, neighborhood, uh, their own uh, uh, family, and there's some good angles to 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 this COVID uh, era. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say this. This is why I love this conversation, and I've been looking forward to this interview with you because 
you know, you and I both been talking about the destination air concept, right? So people that are wired to create unique experiences are anticipated and shared. And for the Book Direct Show, you and I are both are speaking at. So plug in for Damien, uh, Book Direct Show people. You guys uh, giving you the little heads up here. Um, but so like my topic for it is really, you know, creating a, a new perspective on destination creation. You don't need to be in, obviously, like, yes, it's nice to be in the Swiss Alps and it's nice to be in these nice luxury market areas. Uh, let's say Colorado, Vail, a nice, great resort area. Um, but right outside, which we've seen with COVID, um, especially in like New York markets and Seattle, um, that an hour and a half drive is a nice little piece of heaven. There's destinations nice. outside of destinations. So you don't need to really be in a destination market to create a destination. Um, and I yeah. think that's been a cool awakening from COVID is that um, people are starting to see that you don't have to shop on Google and type in, you know, Caribbean or Bahamas or Hawaii or wherever as a, a normal destination that you think you could really just do um, your own city and find the outskirts of, of where you are. And so that's been really cool to see. I'm glad that you're a living, breathing example of that. You guys have testimony on testimony, um, which is amazing. And so I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit too now with post-COVID, like you said, um, you were seeing a peak pre-COVID and now do you think this kind of helped speed up things and to continue that growth? Obviously, you guys said you weren't hit as hard as other markets, such as maybe a host in, you know, that has a two-bedroom apartment. I, I, I... I, I I will be, how to say, not only that we didn't hit as bad, uh, our company doubled itself uh, in size and, and income during COVID. And this is for us, unbelievable uh, achievement because um, we didn't have any clue that it would be possible at all. Uh, but I'm learning that it happened um, um, in other um, uh, activities, um, busy with the luxury segment. As, as you say, the people who could afford it uh, took some of these places as expensive as they are and stayed uh, even longer during, during uh, COVID. We see a lot of interest also from real estate point of view mm. um, of people that, uh, that understand that they would like to have this vacation home, uh, not uh, only as an investment, but as a place to, to, to be in, 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 in such a situation. Um, and they understand the value of, of, of being able to, to share it uh, themselves or, or their friends. And so we see more and more also amazing properties getting into the, in, into the, uh, to the offer uh, and, and to, in the inventory. And I think that the, the, the luxury segment is, is, is ready to, uh, to make also adjustment as we said before. And mm -hmm. uh, most of the most of the of the partners that we're working with, most of the homeowners, they are independent. They can take decisions for themselves. While we saw a lot of partners, a lot of a lot of colleagues, sorry, not a lot of partners, but a lot of colleagues collapsing just because it took so long in big company to take a decision, to make adjustment, to take um, uh, to change strategy. While uh, while we could we could also decide to to take thirty percent off and say. It is luxury, but now you can afford it. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe that uh, with this kind of flexibility, um, the post-COVID, don't know if there will be a post-COVID, but yeah. the new reality is with a wider um, luxury um, 
segment, a bit bigger. A bit more a accessible. More, yeah, a little bit more yeah. recognition uh-huh. by the OTAs, which not uh, we don't have the, the easiest time with them because, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we'll talk about it a bit later. And um, 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 let's say um, this, this kind of segment is, is the closest if you want to compare it to, to the reason why people are going to hotel, not to, to the reason why people don't go to hotel and they mm-hmm. go to Airbnb. So with the hotel situation, and you don't want to be today in a huge hotel with seven uh, elevators and, and many, many people and masks all over, uh, the alternative of, uh, of luxury uh, house, doesn't matter where in the world, is a good one. And I think this is, um, this is something uh, clients, guests, uh, as well as partners uh, uh, re- recognizing. And that's why I believe that for the vacation rental, when it's come to, to luxury, continuing with the trend of the only ways up. Awesome. And I was going to ask, speaking of trends, um, are you seeing any trends in, I guess, um, guest behavior, bookings, patterns? Um, when, my other like main question off of that too, um, when COVID um, hit in March and we had that big lockdown, um, national emergency in the U.S. and all this other stuff, um, did you guys see was it instantly when things started picking up, like people, more people just immediately tried to get into these luxury properties outside of the city? Or did it take a little bit of, I would say like, let's say a month to where they waited, they looked around, they quarantined at home, and then they realized, you know what, I want to get out. I can't do this. I want to get into a spot outside of the city, more away from other people where we can still feel like humans that go outside and all this other stuff. Um, it, was it pretty instant to see that or was it a little I, bit of- I, I, Yeah, I can, I have more than one answer to your question okay. because uh, as I say, we have a bit of a global uh, overview and uh, different markets act differently. Yes. So um, in the super luxurious resorts, like where we are here in Switzerland or in France and uh, Mallorca, Ibiza, whatever, um, we uh, we saw right away um, uh, the bookings, and and it has to do more with the consumer behavior of the crowd, the crowd of of, of big travelers, the, the jet setters, the people who who, who are moving from when, between one destination one to another as a lifestyle and not as a traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they are the ones that smelled it right away and they say, mm, instead of being here, I better be there. So not only that they uh, been in a hurry to book right away during COVID, during March and, 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 and April, we never had a moment of Flat stop. Line. Yeah. Um, so these were the first ones to react and they are the ones that stayed for two months and three months and money was not the issue. Then we had the, the crowd that you that you are describing here, the crowd are normally not going to, uh, to this destination. And mm-hmm. we made it also affordable for them mm-hmm. in different parts of the world where we joined the call of get out of the, of, the, of the city and come elsewhere. We have something better for you and your family. And it's almost like a gift. It's something that normally you cannot afford. This took yeah. also for us uh, a bit like one and a half, two months uh, to reach out and to, to, to agree on it with our homeowners. So we saw these mm-hmm. people coming more uh, during uh, spring 
and you 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 were right. They needed uh, first to see that it's not just a, a flu that go away in two weeks, and they needed to get also a little bit fed up being at home for four yeah. five weeks. Yeah. Um, but we had also a lot of uh, um, um, you know uh, quarantine mm-hmm. for people that could afford it and wanted to be in quarantine uh, with the place with the pool and the garden and so on. And um, uh, we see it a lot. We saw it a lot in uh, in Israel, in France, um, even in the UK. And uh, but we had also the people that been lucky. So that, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, Saint Bart is open, and people from the states immediately moved uh, the moment that the announcement arrived. So we're talking also about uh, uh, most of our crowd is a bit more flexible in taking decision, mm-hmm. driving the money, and it has nothing to do with most of the bookings that we had had nothing to do with traveling. It was to do with lifestyle or what I deserve uh, for myself and my family at the moment. Until uh, June, where we saw a lot of picking up, almost like normal summer and even more in the summer destination, uh, the south of France, in, um, um, in not in Spain, unfortunately, yeah. but in Switzerland and, and Italy, uh, but mostly with locals. That was okay. beautiful to see in Italy, for example, how so many villas been booked by locals that say, hey, I want to enjoy the Dolce Vita. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's kind of unique because um, I think in the, in the industry as a whole, whether we're in a destination market or a non-destination market, uh, quote unquote, um, but you know, normally when you see locals booking, it's kind of a red flag in some sense. Like every time I was, you know, like it was the slow season. I get there's people that like to enjoy their city and kind of support local businesses. But um, in some areas, it was kind of a sign of trouble, right? And uh, you're like, oh no, somebody's going to throw a party or, you know, damage to the room or, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. But it's really cool to see that guest behavior, I think, switch from locals staying is bad to locals staying is good because now it's uh it's more of a i guess like community base in the sense of they're experiencing something new that was right under the tip of their nose versus they're just here to party and destroy it and and then go back home and act like nothing ever happened yeah and and it's uh, by the way i think that it's also opened the mind of people that own some of these properties to be more um uh, easy with uh, with letting it and as well as, um, uh, like you say, like the local behavior say, hey, we have to, to also well behave in our own country yeah. uh, because this is our neighbors, this is our friends, this is people who open the, the house for us. There's a whole spirit of more of uh, integrity and, and, and community. And within this, this um, spirit, this is the way that we reached out to these homeowners, some of them owners of houses that worth tens of millions and say, open your house. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else enjoy it. And we've been so... Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I hope you're right. I hope we uh, we don't live through another pandemic in our life. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. If I can... <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, Joel, I just really want to say thank you for being on the show and bringing this, um, this content, this knowledge and the experience to the audience. It's really important, really key, like you said. Um, 
this is another outlet for us to all as an industry globally, you know, learn and, and grow and be resilient and have empathy for one another across whatever state or country we're in. So it's really cool to get your insight. Um, is there anything you would like to, any or any shout outs, any shameless plugs that you'd like oh, to give? Oh my goodness. For, no, for we, we will, thank you. This has just been great. Again, it's just another outlet for, uh, for me and a part of my, and on behalf of our teams. Um, to, to, to chat about what we're going through. Um, but come and see us. We're at the Kimpton Gray Hotel, um, greathotelchicago.com. Um, we're in the heart of the financial district of the Loop in Chicago. Um, we, you know, we, we're surrounded by this beautiful history and architectural brilliance. Um, and hey, maybe come up and, and grab a cocktail or a South American uh, Peruvian inspired bite from our Baleo restaurant on the 15th floor. Um, yeah. Chef Brian and the team do an amazing job up there. You know, and it's a very ambient, airy space. So you can feel safe. You can feel almost it's like we bring the indoor, outdoors, indoors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, hey, I can't wait to make a trip out that way and have a cocktail Please or do. a drink Absolutely. with you. It'd be great to meet you guys and the team. All the listeners, yeah. check out the Chicago Gray Hotel. I'm linking everything in the show notes. So make sure you follow along, take a look at this beauty. And if you're in the area, which I know I have listeners out there, I look at my analytics. So I know if you guys are there, go ahead, give them a, you know, warm welcome and hello and go say, you know, see the property, explore and have Come fun. and say hi. Definitely. Yeah. Ask for Joel at the desk, ask for Nabil at the desk. We'll come up and say hi. We, uh, we love to get out there and meet people too. We, we're, we're longing for that, you know, uh, yeah. the humor intera- interaction behind masks, of course. <laughs> Of course. Well, hey, Joe, thank you again. And we will talk very soon. Thank you, Will. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Hey, guys, big announcement here. I'm participating in the first ever Return on Rentals virtual event with some of the most amazing and awesome industry friends I've ever had. This event is unique and different. We're aiming to shake it up and we'd love to have you there. It's all property managers talking about how they use technology to solve problems. There's even a virtual happy hour, which is kind of like speed dating, but in order to make virtual connections. Conferences are canceled, but the opportunity to connect is not. So please join us. I'll have a link in my show notes. I would love to see you guys there. I'm going to be speaking on the power of connections with some amazing industry thought leaders and let's be honest, just some badass women. So go ahead, join us. It's a free event. Hop on there. I look forward to seeing you there. And of course, having a drink with you afterwards at the happy hour. stuff because like I, I think the way you put it you know a dating site for you know up upsell or whatever it's called in fiverr uh is a good way to describe it but sometimes leading up to the marriage you need a little hand holding and i think that yep. is uh that is totally okay and i love that because that like i said that's the scariest part for a lot of entrepreneurs especially in the vacation rental space right now um just because it's super relatable for me is that it's just boomed and obviously we've had um, a little bit of a shift with covid uh, yep. speeding things up, I think, in the industry, but also kind of um, 
helping raise the bar and kind of get out those bad companies that weren't maybe representing the industry very well to then helping that bar that's being raised to the companies that are holding that standard. So I think a lot of people are also starting to realize that. And so introducing virtual assistants is really, um, you know, just kind of like that new putting your toe in the water type type deal. So um, yeah. Daniel, I just want to say thank you again for being on the show and for, you know, being of a part of the Slick Talk Network and just kind of uh, being a genuine dude and entrepreneur. I love it. Uh, do you have any conclusion or final thoughts for the episode and for the Slick Talk listeners out there? Obviously, we want everyone to text um, for the book and get you, you know, obviously that free download. I think it's a really insightful piece, but I want to know any final thoughts. Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited about helping entrepreneurs. It's what drives the business. Like we, we are here to serve. So one, one of the things I would encourage people to do is if you've ever considered a virtual assistant, you can just jump on our website, myoutdesk.com. We have an entire section there, blogs, videos, webinars, podcasts. We have a podcast that focuses on our clients and how they won with virtual assistants. The book is an awesome resource, but if you're even wildly wondering if a virtual assistant can help, uh, my suggestion is to jump on our website, grab a consultation. It costs you absolutely nothing and you will walk away with a plan for launching it in your business. Whether you decide to hire us or not, you'll walk away with everything that you need in order to do so. And um, yeah, we'd just be happy to serve and love to, you know, help your audience out. Awesome. Well, Daniel, honestly, like I said, it's been a pleasure. I'm really excited. Uh, All you Slick Talk listeners out there, just be aware in the show notes, I'm going to link everything. So you don't need to go, you know, searching for my outdesk or anything. I'm going to link every single thing into the show notes. So you have it right at the fingertips. Uh, If you listen on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Google podcasts, uh, you can obviously link it, but if it goes to slicktalkthepodcast.com, everything will be there too. So it's always a great spot and a good resource. So thank you, Daniel, for being on the show. Super excited to see what you guys are going to do. And I look forward to probably working with you because let's be honest, right. I may, I, I need one. You need I it. Need, I need it. I need All it. right. Good deal. So, well, Will, so it was I'm, a pleasure. Thanks for thank having you. me today. My, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.